Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, on Thursdays, I do solo episodes. They're shorts, 5 to 15 minutes, where I'm talking about something that is trending in the fitness, health, business, or medical communities, or maybe a question that a listener wrote in. On Mondays are the interview episodes where I get an expert on in one of those fields to come on and talk about one particular topic. Today, I'm going to hit on a few different things. First, I was on a trip. Whenever I'm on a trip, I, uh, I feel like I get out of my bubble in the fitness and health realm and talk to more general population and really see what's going on in the world from, from the general population perspective. And you know, the, the one thing I always notice is that when, when someone has one good habit, they always build on each other because people don't want to waste the initial sacrifice they put into the other habits. So for example, let me unpack that. If somebody starts eating well, typically they start working out behind that because they they want to kind of couple those things together to get the ultimate combination to get healthy. If somebody starts working out, they typically, you know, if they're going out to eat, they go, you know, I had a really good workout today. Yeah, okay, here and there you go, well, I can eat what I want because I've worked out. But more often than not, they start to make better, more conscious food decisions because of the fact that their exercises and working out. So it's it's such a standard excuse by a lot of people in the general public, sort of a cognitive dissonance thing to say, well, you know what, it doesn't really matter what I eat because I'm not working out and this is just like a time, I'm taking this time off. And and they just, they go, they spiral down like the wrong direction. Whereas, and you start making some good habits, you start training yourself to have one or two or three good habits in the health and fitness realm, then it spirals the other way. Then it has a positive snowball effect, so to speak, because of the fact that you don't want to waste the energy and the initial sacrifice that you made in that one area. And you understand that it actually helps that other area. You're, you're not only not wasting it, but you're sort of doubling the effects if you're doing other healthy things around whatever it is you're doing. Like Again, if you started to ride your bike and walk on a daily basis, of course, you're, you start to think, okay, I don't want to waste this sacrifice, so I'm going to start eat healthy. And I, we need to push that to the general population clients um, because some, sometimes they don't get that. But it's a huge Kickstarter for people. So you have people who just started working out, let's say, with you, and they are not people who eat healthy. You have to explain to them, hey, listen, you you have this initial sacrifice and this investment, both from a dollar standpoint, right, because they're likely paying you to work out or they're paying you to take some sort of fitness class or do, do fitness assessments. Why do you want to waste that investment in order for you to get the like the most optimal or a more optimal uh, outcome in your overall health, you're going to also have to start eating healthy. You're going to also have to start sleeping properly. You're going to also have to start making sure you have the right vitamins and minerals. You're going to have to get your labs taken by the doctor. We need this full spectrum of health. You need, you need sort of like psychologically, psychologically speaking, you need to lower your stress levels and you know, all of these things, of course, you don't want to throw, throw your client, uh, into this fire all at once. I always talk about that. You don't want to go from zero to 60, but ultimately you have to move them along that ladder uh, slowly, but you have to move them along that ladder to, to increase their overall health and wellness. We have to keep adding these layers and you have to explain to them and make, and make them feel like I don't want to waste this initial sacrifice. I'm connecting all of these other health components to whatever sacrifice I originally made in the health and fitness game. Now I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I'm an economics nerd. Economics is just really just the story of incentives and whatever we do, People will always respond to incentives. The, the issue is, and the problem is, we don't know how they will respond. A lot of t- people try to forecast, but we don't necessarily know how people will respond. But it's important to understand that there are unintended consequences for the decisions we make. And that uh, in business, and especially in like personal training and fitness and health, 
we have to be ready to pivot at all times, whether something bad happens or something good happens, that you shouldn't tie yourself to only wearing one hat and be so pigeonholed because sometimes you're going to have to pivot, whether that's uh, something happening now that's trending in the industry or whether it's something that happened personally to you that makes you have to pivot. I, you know, I, I remember this funny story in college where I made a deal with my roommates that I was not going to wash a dish the entire year. I was not, I was doing no, none, none of the dishwashing for the whole year if I took the smallest room. There was three rooms in the house. They had the two big rooms. I had a very, very small bedroom. And they said, okay, no problem. Well, do you know what they did? You know how they responded? They threw out every dish in the house. They went to Costco or Walmart or some store like that, Sam's Club, and they bought like $150 worth of paper plates and plastic forks for the year. <laughs> So, you know, you don't know how people are going to respond. There are unintended consequences here. Nobody, so, so they got two big rooms and nobody had to wash dishes all year. And you, you have to always know these unintended consequences are coming down the road. AI is very big now. Artificial intelligence, I've talked about it on the podcast. It's everywhere. I use AI in my business model. And I've talked about that before. I'll probably talk about that down the road, how I use AI to help me with blogs and writing and things of that nature and just ideas, sort of general outlines. But you know, there's this AI problem where a lot of people think, okay, is, is AI ever going to go rogue and turn on us Terminator style? And not that people think that AI necessarily is going to have uh, the normal human sentient, co like conscious emotions where it's going to try to uh, take us down, but it could happen accidentally. And in the, in, the, in the analogy they give, in the story they give, is that if you asked an artificial intelligence machine to make as many paper clips as possible in the cheapest way, that's its job. It has to, it has to get and design and make paper clips the cheapest way. You don't know this, but there's something, let's say, in your kidney and in all humans' kidneys that is really integral to uh, designing these paper clips. And it kills every human on the planet and takes our kidneys in order to, to design the paper clips the cheapest, most efficient way. It's like, you know, the, there's unintended consequences and secondary effects that you might not see coming. And you, you have to, you know, we, we have to always think about those. What could potentially happen? But when they do happen, if we have time to pivot, we need to pivot. And a lot of times, again, that's things that are trending. What is trending now? How do I hop on that? What is going on in the community? I remember I went to a gym and there was nobody in that gym that was teaching TRX at the time. And zero, zero people were teaching TRX. And it just, it, there was a huge hit. I think Drew Brees started using the RIP trainer and all this stuff. So what did I do? I ran as fast as I could to get certified in the TRX suspension trainer. I wasn't, I've used it, but I wasn't certified. And then I came back to the gym and it was, it was a godsend. I made a ton of money doing it because it was trending at the time and I pivoted. I didn't tie myself to one particular thing. I was able to adjust and pivot inside of that fitness, fitness uh, training model and use other tools and toys to make sure that I was bringing in revenue and staying up with the time. So again, it's, it, it, it's so important also, and I talk about this in my book, Realize what you're good at, and sometimes you don't realize that right away. And once you do, you pivot towards using those skill sets, whatever it is. You have to pivot. That uh, the 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 biggest reel I have on uh, Instagram, two and a half million views. It's just observational humor. People like my observational humor, apparently more so than my fitness advice. Well then I have to make sure I continue to give my audience some observational humor from time to time because you have to use your God-given abilities and your talents and the things that people are already telling you that they like about you to your advantage, even if it's just a funnel to draw people in to get them what you really want to give them overall. So uh, lastly here, speaking of Instagram and, and Reels, I see so many people in the fitness and health communities and other marketing-related communities make, the, make one giant mistake. They only, they only do things that are trending <laughs> and they don't do enough 
of making sure they have a little bit of differentiation between you and the other professional. You, of course, you want to do some trending stuff to draw people in as a funnel, but ultimately, when you draw people in, then you have to give them a sense of who you are. We're all humans, after all. We want to see facial cues and mannerisms. We want to get to know people. We want to see why they're different than the other person, and we want to feel that sort of more human, personalized connection. And one way you do that is just to talk. You have to be, you have to be who you are. And a lot of people aren't great on camera, so that's why I'm actually having a, a public speaking uh, specialist coming on within the next few weeks, and uh, that that'll be great. I think that's going to help people. But you know, with cameras, you have you have a million takes. You could even splice the takes together. You don't have to do it live, but you should have one reel in which you were speaking intelligently and you were explaining to people what you do and how you do it. So that it's not just you doing these like lip sync weird reels where it's like you reciting some movie line or some quote and just always trying to be humorous and following the trends. Because yes, that is a great funnel to draw people in. But ultimately, once you draw people in, how do they have any idea that you're actually good at what you do? You claim you're a fitness and health professional, you're a nutrition professional, you're a medical professional, you're a business professional. But if they don't hear you speak intelligently about the subject, they're less likely to reach out to you. I know this because as a podcast host, I seek out people a lot of times on the internet. People apply to come on the podcast. I have a list of probably 150 people pending who want to come on the podcast, but also sometimes I just do my own due diligence and I go on the socials. And when I do that, it's so hard. Like I was seeking out a Pinterest marketing manager in the first 25 people I clicked on didn't have one video of them speaking. The irony in these people being marketing managers and they have no videos of them speaking. There was only one girl who had a video of herself speaking. The rest of them were just doing these trending reels and putting up you know, little uh, uh, posts that had directions and information on what they do. Okay, that's great. Like I, I get it, you're providing quality in that way, but I need to hear you speak. I need to see your face. I need to hear your voice. I need to connect you and make sure you're different because if all you have is a specific color you put your posts in and you think that's going to differentiate you, you're going to get lost in the crowd. Use your face and your voice and your and your natural cues and mannerisms to show who you are. And if you're not a great public speaker, it doesn't need to be done all the time, but you need needs to be there somewhere. You have to involve yourself in these things. Again, I'm having on a public speaking expert over the next few coming Mondays. I'm having on a a whole series of children's lunch nutrition. I'm going to have at least two, if not three people on going over what goes on, how, how you run it in a school system, the choices that need to be made from, from budget to the actual food options. I'm having on the creators of We Shape, uh, which is going to be really interesting. I'll go over, I'll talk more about that before they come on. It's not for maybe another uh, three or four weeks or so. And then I'm also having my wife come on, who uh, most of you know is a pediatric sports medicine doctor. We're not going to be talking about that. We're actually going to be talking about the difference between a DO and an MD. We do a lot, a lot in this podcast. I think it's important to point out uh, credentials and what they mean and sort of what they what they look like in the industry. We talk the difference about RDs and licensed dietitian nutritionist. We talk a lot about the difference between different personal training certifications. And now I want to go sort of up a level here and talk about the difference between DOs and MDs. Uh, this has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in, guys, and see you Monday. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.